Are you ready? It's time. For the Beast Cast. Well, hello, and welcome to the Beast Cast, episode, what is this, 38 now? Holy crap, dude. Um, as always, I am not only just a nut, an absolute insane, insane, crazy host, but I always usually have my co-host, and today I do, uh, Mr. Raven Scones the Bones. Me. Raven is going absolutely berserk right now. Um, 100%. Raven watched, I'm pretty sure, Raven, you watched that movie, right, that you were telling me that you got downloaded no no i didn't oh, watch it it was too late dang yeah i guess i always just think you're like always just staying up like until like seven in the morning like every night no going through the depths not all the time going through the depths of the internet i wish yeah well you know i don't like staying up that late it hurts my eyes See, only reason I don't stay up that late is because of that simple rule is because, like, I literally wake up and my eyes just burn. <clears throat> and I hate taking eye drops, so. Uh, but, yeah, so we have some crazy things that have gone gone through the ringer today. Um, number one crazy thing is I got married. No, um, no I'm kidding. Uh no, I'm using a new microphone, though. Um, I am in the Kilt Studio, so we've been promoting Kilt Studio a lot. Um, and I am using the Kilt Studio equipment uh, for this show. So, I also have a big announcement coming for Kilt Studio as well, um, but that is going to be another time. So, uh, But if you are interested in that, you live in an area, or if you go to the, the college that I go to, you know, and you want to... Um, use this equipment um stay tuned because i will be uploading a video very soon talking about uh all the stuff that we have to offer here uh considering that i had the i didn't have to but i helped build the studio back up because originally when i got here this studio was a mess i'm gonna put it frankly and it was like dude like there was like spilled coffee on the ground there was like bunch of like it, like the setup was basically just one microphone and a computer and it was just like oh yeah yeah you know but we have a whole range of things you know we we completely revamped this whole place and looks awesome but so uh the last time you heard from us was on the uh, beast unleashed and we were talking about the right movie and i wanted to say uh thank you to that one guy that said this is the worst video i've ever seen i absolutely appreciate that yes um, thank you very much I, another guy commented to, that video did pretty well, actually. Um, why is YouTube just not the first thing that just pops up? God, that ticks me off. YouTube should just be automatically, like, right on there. Oh. Oh! Oh, God. But, um, th yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we just go. Kidding. So, there was another comment, too. How do you see comments these days? Oops. Actually, how do you see comments? Oh, there we go. We have to go full screen. I'm a spite watch this. Do more. 
I don't know what that means, but user RW9JT8MJ5O, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I have no idea what that means, though, so, um, but yeah, appreciate you, boy. What does it mean, do more? Like, what more could we do? Like, it means it means he wants us to do more, but he's basically watching it out of anger or spite. But do do I get that? But like, do more of what? Like, this is a podcast. Do more. Just do more. Oh. You he probably should... hates Star Wars. Maybe I don't know. Oh. Oh, I thought he was saying like do more in the in the videos. Like like you guys should be doing more. And I'm like, dude, it's a podcast. Like I I can only use my voice for so long, you know. But but I get what he's meaning. He wants us to do more of these type of Oh, okay. Okay. You know what? That's actually not a bad comment. That's actually a kind of a W comment if you look at it that way. Yeah, just do more. <laughs> do more. Yeah. Um so thank you guys. Um, that was a good episode. Um, actually, it did pretty good on YouTube, considering that these are, like, the backup. The, I've noticed something, dude. I think, I think it's just a YouTube algorithm, because, see, the podcasts always do okay, but, like, the Beast Unleashed always end up doing usually better than the, than the podcast. Almost. I guess it's kind of 50-50. This podcast was just absolutely I knew this one was going to suck because it was not a good episode but like for a while there we dropped we were dropped off we were done like nobody was listening on YouTube but this dude like when we were having our lowest YouTube listeners we were having our most Spotify listeners so it kind of like it's just been like a reverse like we have just we've just kind of reversed the change I guess but um yeah uh so Raven, any BYOTs to bring your own topics that you want to discuss? I know you had something big you want to discuss. Um, I don't know if you want to save that for saving it for lunch or what, but um, if you want. Yeah, to- it was the uh, it was the Ubisoft CEO. Oh, and, yeah, we can. And his that. comments on what could the future could be or where the future could be pushed when it came to video games and owning them. Okay. Let's absolutely talk about that. I think that's a good way to start this episode just because it gives everybody a reason to listen. <clears throat> so, Raven, run us down on exactly what Mr. Uh, big ol' Ubisoft, Ubi, Ubi, Gooby, Soft, uh, wanted to do and claims what are basically what they said. Because I saw the article. I eventually saw the article. Um, so, Raven, why don't you just break everybody down? You know, break it down. So, the CEO uh, compared owning your video game uh, to basically having a DVD copy. And that what they would like to do is in the near future switch to only having a subscription to access your games and that people needed to get comfortable with the idea that they didn't fully own their video games. Uh, This comes out of earlier last year uh, where Ubisoft actually completely removed a game from their library because they saw that absolutely nobody was playing it. But because people did own it and did play it, there were some who were all like, no, I bought and paid for that. You can't remove it from my library 
and give me absolutely no compensation. And it caused a huge backlash from Ubisoft. Well, if you go under a subscription base service, they can basically cut off access to whatever games that they want to. You'll never own anything. And they can basically tell you up, oh, well, we don't we don't want you to have that. And you will never be able to claim ownership or a license to anything you put your money towards because it'll be subscription only. So, um, this is the thing that I also, uh, I also am kind of, this is a, this is a huge topic. Like this, this isn't something that is just Ubisoft. Um, but the thing is about this topic is I think this is a great way to open the show because it goes against everything that we as a show stand for. We have been very open about buying physical media, owning physical media. Um, me and Raven are both really big on when it comes to actually owning things. Now, I I I will go in to this um, from both perspectives because this if people who are like, oh, I'm a movie listener, I don't give a shit about the video game industry. Well, this also affects you. And um, there there's prime example coming out right now as we speak, like within the past month. But I just want to point something out first. If if I don't own like if ownership isn't isn't like if there is no ownership, then what's the point of, you know, getting mad over theft? You know, there's a, there's a really good quote I had saved that somebody that somebody said, right? Um, I'll have to find it. But while I find it, basically, this guy was saying that, like, if I don't own the game, then why are you going to get like if, if there's no way for me to own the game, then why would you get mad if I pirated it? Yeah, if per if purchase is an ownership, then the piracy isn't theft. Yeah, yeah. If purchase is an ownership, then piracy isn't theft. Exactly. That was the quote. That is that is I think like the greatest quote for this because you know Ubisoft will be like, oh well, no, you still have to pay for it, but you're gonna go these other games too. I don't want your other games. I want <laughs> I want that one game that I buy. I don't want all your games for months. You know. That just yeah, because like Ubisoft does Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah, they do. So like, could you imagine if like you wanted to buy all the Assassin's Creed games, but you don't want Battlefield? You hate Battlefield, but the only way to get all the Assassin's Creed games is you have to pay fifteen dollars a month for a subscription service, and you don't own them. There's no way to own them, you know, because you're a big Assassin's Creed guy. Like, could you imagine if like all the Assassin's Creed games you had right now just got removed from your library and they go nah? Yeah, yeah, it's it's horrible. Yeah, like that's that's ridiculous. And and for you movie lovers, and this is why I was saying, uh, for you movie lovers who are like, oh, the video game industry doesn't affect me. You know, they're two different things. So here's what I got to say about that. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's what I got to say to you. But the thing is about the about the movie industry is this is happening in the movie industry right now. I think it was Discovery. Uh, plus, or it might have been, yeah, it was Discovery. The Discovery Channel, who have, like, Ghost Adventures and all those weird shows like that, like, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and whatever bullshit. Um, they recently removed, uh, or were removing people's ownership of, of their, uh, of their digitally purchased seasons of shows on the PlayStation Store. And we're planning to do that same thing on Apple and all this and all these other places, but you know you have to give them time, and like like Amazon and all that and all those places. So, this affects you too. 
Because if you if if one company can do it, what's stopping all the companies from doing it? Because I'm sure there's somewhere in their clause of their of their of the when you purchase it that says, oh, if uh, you actually don't own this, you know, whatever, we can take it back at any time. And could you imagine, just for example, let's say you're a big like Ghost Adventures fan, and I think probably Ghost Adventures might have been affected by this. I don't exactly know, but let's say you know you bought you have bought every single season of Ghost Adventures digitally, right? Like you have season one through thirty which would probably cost you about like 400 bucks, right? Okay. So let's say you spent $400 because you just absolutely love Zach Baggins. He's just so hot to you, right? So then you're watching all the episodes and all of a sudden one day you go on, you go onto your PlayStation. You're like, huh, I'm going to watch these. And they're gone without any warning, without any refund, they're gone. So you look it up. Where did they go? And then you find out, oh, Discovery Plus wants you to pay money for the Discovery Plus app or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, and they they want you to pay like however it is a month to basically watch these same things that you owned but now you have to repay for it every single month to watch them but hey you get all these other shows too so why wouldn't you want to stream it well i can tell you why i don't want to stream it i fucking own them i only like watching ghost adventures i only want to watch ghost adventures you know and i don't actually like ghost adventures i used to when i was younger but i don't actually like ghost adventures i'm just using that as the example right because, like, th if your favorite TV show, like, I don't know, like, oh, God, I, I was, I, I just immediately thought of Adam's Ruins Everything, but that is not a fucking Discovery TV show. But could you imagine if just, like, a TV show like that, like, I own a season, I'm fairly certain I own a season of that on, on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, I do. I actually own a season of fucking, of, 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 uh, Ghost Adventures, too, but... Could you imagine if, like, <laughs> well, no, I don't own an, okay, I know what I own. I own a episode, I'm pretty sure. See, look, they, they make you, what is this? Like, why is this in here? Ooh. Ooh. Gross. Yeah, the, I, I, dude, I used to use YouTube as, like, my one-stop shop for everything. Look at all these. So, dude, okay, Raven, have you used the Movies Anywhere app? Raven? what have you used the movies anywhere app before no so you know when like you purchase a physical movie yeah so when you purchase a physical movie you know how there's like the little download code in there yeah like, yeah for the digital so the movies anywhere app you you basically take the you basically download the movies anywhere app and you scan the qr code on that or, or type in the code you know of that of that movie uh for the digital download and you can get them on YouTube, on Amazon, on your phone, anywhere. So, look, I now have Oppenheimer on the go. I'm not going to play it with audio, please. Okay. But, like, you can – I can watch this now anywhere. See, look. I don't know if – I think it might be blocked out because we have uh, hardware acceleration on for you. But um, is it blocked out for you? Yeah, it, it's blocked yeah. out. But... Yeah, because I have hardware acceleration on, on this computer. But – but for example, you see this. I have Dune. I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bullet Train, Happy Gilmore, Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Spider Man, Mortal Kombat Two, The Visit. Um, and then for some reason I've frozen. I don't remember buying that, but um, that was probably my aunt. The Fifth Wave. I also don't remember buying that. That is weird. But the rest of these are mine. Um, and then I bought one episode of Ghost Adventures one time, and now they're like, "Hey, pay to watch this whole season." But I know I own the first three seasons of Adam's Ruins Everything. So could you imagine if, like, I just clicked on here one day, and and I went to like, see, like, uh, like one of the seasons that I bought. See, like, look, you see how it says purchase. Could you imagine if I went here and they go, oh, actually, you don't own this anymore, but you can watch it on, you know, 
you can watch it on on whatever whoever owns this you know like that's yeah dumb. that is stupid and same with these too like the fact that they actually let you have digital versions of those movies is awesome like honestly sometimes dude i don't even buy like buying digital i don't think people realize how good it is to buy physically like if you buy a movie physically you can still watch it digitally even if you don't have a blu-ray player like if you buy it you can now own the movie with a digital copy and now you also own a physical copy just in case you know yeah so that's how i am now i am pissed because sometimes the codes expire too soon for example my uh wolf of wall street and american psycho copies both expired uh like a month ago right be- or not a month ago but like a month before i had i had um before i had even purchased it so i was a little upset but most of the time they work perfectly fine they usually last for like three years but the thing is, the American Psycho copy had to have been sitting there for, like, five years. Because, like, even though it was a UHD 4K version, it, like, that movie's old, so. But yeah. Kind of cool. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from this, because IGN had posted an article about what the CEO had said. Um, the CEO of Larian Studios, the one that made Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, had came out and said on Twitter that they didn't like this idea, as common sense would want you to not like it, because products should be going directly from the developer to the consumer, and that once you start encouraging subscriptions, those platforms will then start to gatekeep what can and can't be published on it. So let's imagine that Steam is now a $15 a month platform you get everything available on steam that sounds really cool never have to pay a hundred bucks for a collector's edition again but now a game you've been waiting for that looks amazing looks nice looks like it's gonna be the next elden ring steam is like uh we find people who are making your game problematic we're not allowing you to publish it now they don't have a platform because gatekeeping will be a thing thanks to these subscriptions Oh my and God. so, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. And so, of course, uh, during this moment, CD Projekt Red owns a website called uh, GOG uh, that actually sells you DRM-free games, meaning that after you pay for it, and of course you verify that you've paid for it, you can download the files to the game, and then you never have to verify you bought the game. Like you just download the files, and I could give them to you on a flash drive, and you'll never have to worry about signing into account when you open them. Like you get them, and it's like I just gave you a PlayStation Two disc. You can play them. Yeah, and see, honestly, and and I I know the big thing is like, but you're gonna ruin it. You're gonna do all these things to it. So it's my copy. You know, it's a exactly. It's a. If it's not an online game, if I ain't ruining anybody else's experience, why do you give a shit if I do something to the game? But you're ruining the integrity of the game. Oh my god, I am so sorry that I'm ruining the integrity of your perfect product. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. No, I I respect that. The thing is, is what people don't understand is, like, Steam is a licensing service. And I think people need to realize that, yeah, owning games on Steam is, is cool. Because Steam is, like you know been around forever like you can own it isn't it crazy that you don't have to worry about getting a new console you don't have to worry about anything you can buy cs you can buy csgo from 2012 and you can also own baldur's gate 3 and you can also own black ops 3 and you can own all these games on one platform 
here's the thing. It's a licensed service, which means if at any point, you know, if something were to happen, you know, you're gone. You know, it could, it could like, it, your whole library could be absolutely berserk. And also, this was the oh my god thing that I was just saying, because actually, um, apparently the Discovery Plus thing had changed. So, so they, they pulled, they were pulling all of, all the, uh, their whole, like, apparently all Discovery shows were going to be pulled on December 31st. Um, and they were starting to pull shows. But Sony and Discovery Plus came to an agreement. So I'm sure there was some money involved that Sony had to pay for them. But get this. Sony came to an agreement uh, for an updated licensing agreement. And so now the Discovery shows are back in people's libraries. However, they were gone for a brief moment, which means that this should scare you. Because if they can go away once, they can go away again. So I'm not, I'm not like Alex Jones fear-mongering like, Hide your kids, hide your wives. The FEMA camps are opening up. But what I'm, what I am saying, you know, is, uh, be careful of what you purchase digitally, because sometimes you might not own that anymore. Like if somebody really wanted to, they could take it away, you know. And and that's the thing with Ubisoft. It's like I'm worried about buying a Ubisoft game. I mean, I don't even know how many Ubisoft games I own right now. I can't even think off the top of my head. I own like a couple Assassin's Creed games. I own Battlefield One, but that's on disc and that's really old. Uh. I own Battlefield, I guess I, you know, I guess I own Battlefield 2042 on PlayStation 5. Uh, what other Ubisoft game? Ubisoft, no, that's EA that does the Star Wars games, right? That's not Ubisoft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about ready to be like, you better catch himself, bro. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, Battlefield is not Ubisoft. It's not? It's EA? Yeah. Really? What? Oh, Rainbow Six Siege. That's the game. Yeah, that's I, the I, one. I knew it was one of those, like, realistic shooter games. I was like, what am I? Because it's DICE, and DICE is EA, Frostbite Engine, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. You know, like, that's Battlefield. That's what EA's known for, or was known for. Now they're not. Dude, isn't it crazy how Battlefield just fucking fell off like that? All those shooter games, dude, like, like, shooter games are, like, they're not becoming a thing of the past because everybody still plays shooter games, but, like, they've so evolved. Like, have you noticed that, like, shooter games are, like, now, like, hyper-pop games, like, like Apex Legends and shit like that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. those, those realistic shooter games are, like, not popular, really. Uh, other than, like, R6, I guess. But that's because R6 is so competitive. That is weird to me. I played, I played R6 with Smoke, like, two months ago. Jesus Christ, dude, that was bad. We actually, we Smoke actually himself wanted to re-download R6, and I remember it was it was absolutely fucking hilarious because he was like, <laughs> he we were playing and Smoke was just getting like tapped through walls because people are just sweats, <clears throat> and I remember Smoke just every single time like every single game I'd hear Smoke go, oh what, what. <laughs> like that and he just got so mad bro because like people are such uh -huh. tryhards on that game now you can't even play that game for fun anymore yeah. but no it's a now thing. here's what i'm gonna do uh just for the sake of it um i don't mind ubisoft plus's uh 15 bucks a month subscription but i don't want that to be the only form of access that I'm forced to go down to get access to games. Like, what I've done is, because I don't always play an Ubisoft game, 
is I will subscribe with the Ubisoft Plus so that I could try out the array of games that they have come out with to figure out what I do want to purchase. Like, I still haven't tried the new Assassin's Creed. I'm not going to pay 15 bucks and it suck. You know, I haven't tried the new Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game. And I haven't tried some of the Far Cry games. And I most definitely have not tried Rainbow Six Siege. So rather than having to force myself to hawk over the $50, I actually will just spend 15 bucks and be like, ah, that game sucked. But here's this other one now I have access to for the rest of the month. I'll try that one and I'll go through and basically use it to demo the games. And then at the end of the month, when I cancel the subscription, I go and I actually purchase the game because I obviously don't want a subscription to go away and then I can't play a game that I like. Uh, that's what I did with Xbox Game Pass. I wanted to see what the hype about Sea of Thieves was because my friends always played it. So I played it with them. And the game's pretty fun when you're playing with like three people, but it's like there's some people that play it way too long, dude. Like, like, bro, you should not be playing Sea of Thieves for your whole life, you know. But like the only other game I played on an Xbox Game Pass was I played Forza Horizon Five, I think it was, when that game was really? popular. And I remember just absolutely not liking it because I always liked the uh like the dirt franchise was fun and like Gran Turismo's like Sony's big you know realistic like racing simulator but like I always felt that the thing about the, those games in particular was um they're fun for like 5 minutes and and that's why Xbox Game Pass was good because it was like okay good I am not going to buy Forza Horizon 5 <laughs> like I'm not going to buy this game and and it's a good thing that I didn't just buy it to play it, you know, because like if I bought it just to play it, it would have ended badly because I would have ended up wasting sixty bucks. But yeah, it it was it, it it those subscription services aren't necessarily a bad thing, and I think people should realize that they're not a bad thing. But only having subscription services is a bad thing, and that's why people like in the movie industry they always tell you, you know, streaming doesn't do the same that um uh that you know like buying physical or digital does because when you actually buy the movie you know you are you are you are directly supporting the people who have produced that movie when you put it through a one of those soft like softwares i shouldn't say that uh one of those subscription services you know the payouts are way lower to the people who actually produced and made that thing and that was the big thing about Oppenheimer was like Christopher Nolan was like, dude, I want everybody on my team, you know, to get paid properly. So I'm like not going to release it on streaming services. And then he released it on Peacock. So either um, Peacock decided, you know, hey, we'll pay you or like, I don't know what happened. Maybe he's just a liar. That boy's a liar. I don't know. So, but that, that, that I don't like that the video game industry is trying to become like the movie industry in the film industry, you know? Yeah, because like it, they're they're not stupid. the same thing. They're not the same thing whatsoever, and I think people need to realize that, uh, like just because one thing works digitally for one, uh, like media format doesn't mean that it's gonna work for the other one. Ugh. Yeah, just because things work well for, uh, 
media in the form of like cable news doesn't mean that it, it, it works well for games. Games, don't ruin my games. Games are my freedom, okay? I'm a nerd and a loser. Let me have my games. Well, I mean, like the thing about video games were they were always like, I mean, video games to a sense always had some sort of like, at least, you know, like those shooter games. Like I'm thinking like Metal Gear Solid and stuff like that. There was always some sort of message that they were trying to produce. Um, and I don't think having messages to video games are a bad thing. I will say sometimes, though, I don't like those story games where, like, you know, like, it's not fun. The gameplay sucks. And then it wins, like, game of the year because, like, you know, it's like a, oh, my God, the people who made this game were just absolutely just, you know, they worked their asses off. And they're, and it's such it was such a diverse crew. And it's like, um, yeah, but I don't like The Last of Us. <laughs> You know, like, I don't, I don't uh -huh. like The Last of Us, so I don't want to play your game. But I don't know. That was, I, I think that was probably the most controversial moment in, like, video game history was when, like, The Last of Like, The Last of Us 2 wasn't a bad game, but, like, there was some other games that should have won that year. Dude, it was totally a bad game. Gameplay-wise, the gameplay was good, yes. The... Um... Graphics were nice, yes, but the problem is you can have good gameplay and graphics all you want, but if you have a crappy story, nothing's gonna want me to, nothing's gonna want me to stay. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how uh, Hogwarts Legacy was in a little bit. I mean the story wasn't like bad, but like the problem with games like Hogwarts Legacy is like the it's like the choose your own adventure shit. It always makes those stories so bland because oh we have multiple different endings, but they're all super shit. Like they should have just. They should have just, like, did one storyline, you know, and had it go the, one direction. That's kind of why I like, because uh, uh, that's kind of why I, I actually like Baldur's Gate 3, because I've been playing it for, like, the last th two weeks, is I found a way to actually end the game, credits and all, I didn't even know it was an ending. Like, they actually have multiple endings. Apparently, you actually can do whatever you want with your choices. I was like, oh, I thought it would force me through a plot. I was all like, oh, I can do that. Like okay, Cyberpunk? Oh, my God. Yeah, like Cyberpunk promised. What Cyberpunk promised us, we actually got in Baldur's Gate 3, which actually, because it surprised the hell out of me. I'm not going to give away, like, plot, because I don't know if anybody cares. Uh but essentially, like, one of your characters gets has a nuclear bomb in his chest, and you have to go blow up something or whatever. But I found out you can hit that button whenever you wanted, and I was like, hey, look, well, why would I wait till, like, the third act to do anything in the game? Like, all the baddies are gathered right here, like, all the big bad guys. What if I hit the button now? I hit the button now, and I was expecting it to just say, hey, game over, all your party died, reload. I, I hit the button. It actually had a cutscene, and it was like, all right, that's the game. Here's the credits. I was like, what? I beat the game? Dude. So I reloaded the save, and I actually, like, didn't do that because there's obviously way more to the story if you don't do that. So I was like, bro, I ended the game in the beginning of Act 2. That was hilarious. No, uh, like, Cyberpunk, I remember, like, you, you start the game, and, like, you have, like, four choices or whatever. And, like, they all just lead to the same plot. And it's like, okay, then what's the point? Like, the illusion of choice, you know? That's what I hated the most, because they promised us that if you picked the corporate background, you're going to be experiencing more of cyberpunk through the corporate world. Bro, it was just an intro. Yeah, it was you a 10-minute part of the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, that's why I hate people who tell me Cyberpunk was the greatest game ever made. I'm like, did you go back to 2018 and what they promised? Like, did you go watch that 43-minute thing that they showed you on that one mission where you rescue the girl from the bathtub? Like, did you watch any of the development at all and then see the launch to realize it, it was just another, it was funny enough, it was worse than No Man's Sky being dis in in the disappointment like that the world was not at all what they promised and it pissed me out they took them this recent dlc and an updated patch to give you things they promised like i don't know combat in your vehicle woo no dude i just the thing was is like man cd project red is a good video game company and they actually were on to something they were really cooking with the game but the problem was mm -hmm. they like dude this game should have dropped like this year like that yeah. game was four years too early it almost felt like like just look at like gta okay gta is a hard thing to really standardize to but the thing is is at that point gta was what seven years old and like when you mm -hmm. get better physics like from shooting a car in a game that's seven years old than you do in that game, you know, like at least try to keep the standard up to like 2013, you know, like GTA yeah. is hard. I get it. GTA is hard to, to set the, if you're setting your bar at GTA, you're setting your bar at the very top of the video game industry because GTA five is, yeah, one of the best games of all time. I mean, just with what rockstar does with it. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, you have, if it doesn't mean that you can't have some of those qualities and critique it for not having those qualities. Like when I shoot a car, I should expect shit to actually start getting like bullet holes and crumble and stuff like that. And all you get is like a, ch a shitty, like kind of like almost PNG like bullet hole. And it's like, what? Like I, no, I, I want more from that. All right. When we come back, we can keep yapping about that. Uh, we're, we got some more other topics we're going to talk about. And, uh, just remember, I hate you, Zach Baggins. All right. Give us, uh, give us like five minutes. Actually, no, it won't. It'll only be two minutes. Welcome back to the Beastcast, baby. Thank you for staying tuned in this far. We have the best takes best content and we love our rabbit trails of conversation we have our hosts JJ and Ravenbones bringing you another segment I hope you enjoy give me like dialogue options down the road later in the game and i was like well bro <laughs> whereas funny enough i i you know i actually thought i was gonna hate Baldur's gate 3 because it's not my type of game i hate turn-based shit i hate it with a passion but like i got addicted to it in like 20 minutes of playing simply because damn there's titties and 
uh, there was a lot of other, you know, but your actions, funny enough, actually matter. And they actually have dialogue for things that you didn't even think was possible in the game uh, that you thought that they would have never had a script for. Like in the beginning of the game, you can save people from the ship that you're on. And you don't actually have to do that if you don't want to. And later on, when you run into them into the game, they were like, hey, you're the dumb fucker who wouldn't save me from the ship before it crashed. I hate you. And then you got like an entire content cut off from you because you were a dick and decided to just be like, nah, save yourself and like leave them on the ship. That's all cut from you. Or you can solve, there's a goblin camp, right? And you have to get rid of the goblin camp so this grove that has a bunch of druids in it doesn't get wiped out. You can actually, and I mean this, you could actually just say, nah, fuck it. And you could join the goblins, raid the whole grove, and slaughter everybody, and then you get to romance the leader, and she could be your girlfriend now on the adventure. <laughs> Dude, Baldur's Gate is like, bro, Baldur's Gate is so weird. I, I was, okay. I, I, we've talked about Baldur's Gate way too much. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm done talking about Baldur's Gate, but, okay. Welcome back to the Beastcast, episode 38. We are yapping. We are just yapping. Um, and the first thing I saw, I opened up Instagram for like 30 seconds because I have my notifications off. I have it hidden on my phone, and I only go on it about once a week, you know. Uh, I completely tried to detox mostly from Instagram. I just want to make sure I don't have like messages or like something important. Like I hear like, hey, Grandma Georgina died, and it's like, what? You know, so like uh, I, I went on here, and the first thing on my feed is from Kanye West. It says, cream of wheat. And it shows a girl in literally, like, a fucking G-string. I can't even explain it. Like, basically, her ass is out on my fucking, my feed. Like, this, <laughs> this is, this is, this is literally, like, look at this. Uh, I send it to Raven, and it just says, cream of wheat. And so the top comment says, why, why you post this like it negates all the shit you've been saying for the past 10 years, including your gospel albums and your preaching? Say what you live by. Which one's the lie? And then, and then, and then somebody said, Kanye, what happened to the guy you were who wrote violent crimes? Like, everybody is just, like, so mad. They go, please chill. Can't even open this app in front of my kids anymore. <laughs> Dude, like, what is this? Why did he post this? He's been posted. He posts some weird shit, dude. He posted one of like a girl with like her tits basically out through a. Yeah, it was weird, dude. I think Damn. it's his new wife or something, dude. Because he's yeah. posted this girl like thirty times. Dude, here's the thing. He got married to this new chick, and then they already had gotten divorced after a week. I actually don't know if he's still married. Like, I, this guy changes wives. Also, okay. For everybody who's, and, and this is, might be a controversial thing that I'm about to say, but for everybody who's religious, and it doesn't matter what religion you are, can you please not post, like, um gospel stuff in comments? Because, like, A, not only does it just kind of make the comments, like, lame, but B, also the thing about posting gospel stuff is, like, it's going to actually do more harm to what you're trying to preach than it does good to what you're trying to preach. Because most people are just going to scoff it off and get mad at you and hate what you're trying to preach even more. So maybe instead of going into random comment sections, like including like stuff, like I literally watched a video. It was like a dog with a butterfly on his nose and he was like smiling and it says me when I accidentally leave a fork in the microwave. 
and uh, the top comment was like some three three four I, I don't even remember here i'll find it it was like um uh it said peter's three three dash four and i was like come on bro no i don't need this i'm literally watching a meme bro please like it just does i feel like it just does more like yeah i feel like it just why is she more... wearing that leather uh, thing though <laughs> dude, like what is this bondage shit I, I that's what i'm curious about is like kanye posted dude he posted two of these like there's another one too look this gimp helmet type of top part yeah look 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 like i feel like he's just like being like hey babe go stand over there with that thing on the bitch is gonna love this one you know look at that like what is like like what is that dude he also dude he's been yeah he's just oh god dude it's just, dude been going through a lot of midlife crisis just give yeah. him a moment he, <laughs> he everything's gotten to him all the drugs money women this you is know. like the fifth midlife crisis he's had in like like five years i feel like bro bro read mind comp and misunderstood it and now he he he. it's all scrambled bro he's all just give the boy some time he he'll he'll come around <laughs> bro, no, dude. let hitler, the boy let the boy cook until his his food burns the, the hitler comments that he said were wild and then he goes actually i don't believe in that he goes i don't even know why i said that i was like dude, dude why are you saying anything about it bro like, you want to know what's funny is he went on the whole thing right where he was on the alex jones show and he says all of this propaganda and stuff and, and stuff and, and everything else everybody was like what the fuck are you doing and then he's like no nah, i don't believe any of that i'm really sorry and then he does a concert in like cuba we're in in the hotel room he there's a some chick films him for 10 minutes going on a rant again saying the exact same things uploads it to youtube and or instagram and then he's like nah i was just playing though <laughs> no like, dude dude that's like the commit. best excuse dude that's the best excuse is just like nah nah that's that's yeah no nah, i'm just playing like i'm just, just commit Somebody, somebody said something, uh, it was about, uh, oh God, what was it about? It was about, um, okay. I remember. So it was when I was looking at stuff for the Ray movie, I was doing some research and somebody said like this director said this thing and that he should be fired from the project. I think it was about Dave Filoni and Dave Filoni said something about like, um, how like he does, he, he, uh, I can't remember, but this was like way back when he did Avatar, the last airbender. And he said something about like um like women in in powerful roles in the show and why like why like um the show is the way it is and somebody like commented that and said like oh my god he said this he should be fired from the project and somebody just commented and just said nah he was just joking I was there like dude like he, he like those those are always the best where people just like especially people who actually like try to like who defend I get that one was a joke but like. There's people who actually defend that shit, and they're just like, nah, he's just joking. Like, how do you know, bruh? Are you are you him? Are you on a burner account? <laughs> I love people. I actually do love people who do that. They'll be like, nah, nah, gun Gunner? Yeah, no. Pushing P doesn't mean what you think it means. It means pushing positivity. I know. I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, pal. Pushing As P the is table in the room, I can confirm what he said. <laughs> it's the tape. Yeah, I I was I was uh actually I was actually copying uh stuff to the uh to the copier in the side of the room, you know. They actually say that like that's a great job to have. Like, you know how like people volunteer? They do volunteer work. 
for like uh, presidential campaigns and like congressional like runnings and stuff like that. They say if you want to get involved, and this is weird, if you want to get involved in politics, the best way to do it is to work for free. Because here's why. It, it starts out like that where you're like, oh, I'll just come. I just want to volunteer. I just want to help out. You know, if I, anything I can. Oh, you know, go shred these papers, you know, in the, in the back of the room while we discuss stuff. You go in there and you shred papers. And, and, and this is what um, I ju- We just did an episode of Skip Rutherford uh, on the Career Pathways podcast. By the way, go watch that. It was a great episode. We, we, we did a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, and Skip, he he uh, he was uh, an ad- uh, he uh, Bill Clinton uh, wanted him to be an advisor on his campaign, but he declined. Um, and then he went and he was the dean of one of the biggest public schools in Arkansas, uh, like uh, public colleges, sorry, <clears throat> one of the biggest uh, public colleges in Arkansas, in Little Rock. And he um, he was saying that, like, the best way to get into a, like politics is to work for free because he knew this guy, right, who was was just like copying papers like, you know, he was just like putting stuff through copiers, shredding papers, doing like all the stuff nobody wanted to do. And one day. He was in on um uh, on I can't remember what president it was, but he was he was in on one of the meetings and he was just writing stuff down and he was just like copying stuff that they were saying like a transcript, you know, because, you know, that's just how it goes. And uh, the somebody said something and the guy who was doing the transcript basically said, oh, no, 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 that no, I, I, I went to school with that kid. Yeah, he uh. He, yeah, no, that, that's not actually how that was. And then he explained what it was. He goes, wait, you went to school with so-and-so who, who works for this presidential campaign on the, like some opposing presidential campaign. And he said, oh yeah. He goes, where'd you go to school? He goes, Harvard. He goes, so wait, you're copying papers and you're writing down transcripts and doing a bunch of bullshit work. And you went to Harvard. He goes, yeah. He goes, so then why are you doing that? And he goes, well, I just want to be a part of something. So that guy who is literally doing transcripts ended up going on and being on one of the, um, being one of the uh like uh advisors for the campaign and they actually I can't remember what president it was but they won that presidential election. It was in the I want to say maybe it was actually Bill Clinton too or maybe it was George Bush. It was one of those two around that time period. Uh not George H.W. uh the the or, or George H.W. not George W. the uh the older one, the first one. It was either that or Bill Clinton. I can't remember. It was one of those two and uh yeah. It was whichever one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whichever one of those. Yeah. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Was that Bill? Mm. Or was that? Yeah, George? that was Bill. That's what I thought. He always talk. I remember. I, I did. I, I love the way he talks. He goes, yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. How uh, it's like, dude, just, just, just speak. Like, I feel like he does <laughs> that voice on purpose. Like he, he, like he makes himself sound like an old man. Sound like an old man that's still high. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madam Web, listen to this, Raven. Madam Web is set in its own universe outside the Venom films. <laughs> so, okay. so here's the funny part. So now we have three, four. We have four Spider-Man universes. We have the Marvel one. We have the Venom one, we have the end of the Spider-Verse one, and now we have the Madam Web universe. Dude, how many Spider-Verses are they going to make? You got to spin a lot of webs, bro. Well, I was hoping they were going to tie this all in. Well, okay, no, technically, if you want to be technical, the end of the Spider-Verse is technically canon to 
um, to the Marvel one. So I guess there's three. But still, I kind of count it as its own thing because, <clears throat> dude, God, Bill Clinton is just cursing me now. Um, because the the thing is is <laughs> the thing is is it's like uh like like a uh, fuck uh like Spider Verse is animated. So like I always think like you know it's not part of it, but it is canon to it because it's just like a different dimension of the same universe. I guess if that makes sense, or 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 I guess how does it work? It's a different universe, but in the same multiverse uh, yeah it's there in the same go. like mythos mythos yeah that's a good word I, they people should use that more god why is that an old dude raven it's in the was, same pantheon raven do you know what i was thinking about doing what i was thinking about saying fuck college fuck all that shit go to a university and like uh go to like a one of those really respected high high class universities once i get my grades up and just study mythology like st- like just go and study old norse mythology for like hours you know like that would be mm-hmm. so lit but like i actually realized that i want to be i want to at least get my english degree and and and, and get um my teaching's license because that way you know then i can yap people dude i'm gonna be dude i'm gonna be public enemy number one when i get my teaching license bro no actually i won't i'll be a great teacher i will i will be a I'll, i i feel like i'll be a great teacher just because i'm one of those people that always is like um okay here's the thing that teachers and no offense to teachers but this is something and especially english teachers in high school um i doubt we have any of those that listen but if there are any english teachers who ever listen to this and get this far into the podcast here's something that i'd recommend um chat gpt and all those ai softwares are not going away and it's going to be tough to make people not use them but here's the thing is, yes, I think what you guys are doing with wanting to have people actually write their own papers is a good idea. However, I think, me personally, it's not going away. Just like how the calculator won't go away from math. So, like in math, with calculators, why not just allow people to, you know, use it to help them? I'm not saying have ChatGPT write a whole paper for you, because that is bullshit, and I agree that's bullshit. But for example, when you use when people write papers nowadays, nobody really writes it by hand, okay? And and the thing is is when you're using Grammarly and you're using Google Docs and you're using Microsoft Word, they already have AI software in there correcting you as you go. Why not just teach people how to properly use ChatGPT and stuff like that to edit papers and correct papers, right? So like say like here Because think about it. Think about how much that saves when it comes to drafting. So you know how people always will be like, yeah, here's the first draft of my paper. I'm going to send it into the teacher for review. What if you have your first draft of your paper and you say, hey, ChatGPT, here is this paper I just wrote. Could I please just get a little bit of feedback on what what you think about it? And the AI will be like, well, you misspelled this word or you just did this. And, you know, maybe a word right there would work. It's not going away and it's only getting better. So why not teach people Mm -hmm. how to use it? properly because the thing is is you're never going to fully get rid of chat gpt it doesn't matter but people are going to use it and i think instead of being so gung-ho like we're gonna start writing papers by hand again no that's fucked up just just let people just let people use it but not to the extent of where it writes a whole paper for them and they don't do anything right let just a learn simple learning it. tool yes but bro I have something to tell you. What? 
I feel like I am the only person that is actually wanting to see and be excited for Madam Web. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I saw the trailer. Okay, like, look, I'm not saying it's going to be the best thing out there. I saw the trailer, and, of course, Dakota Fanning is beautiful, and I never thought that I would ever see her do, like, a superhero or action type of thing. And, you know, when I watched the trailer, I was kind of like, hey, you know, I'm going to get flack for saying this, but, yes, I want to see this. Yeah, I... Like, if it turns out to be crap, I'll obviously come back here and go, okay, so endorsing this was the wrong idea. I'm very sorry. Like, if it's shit, Are you going to go see say, it in theaters? Uh, no. Okay. What? I don't go to theaters anymore. It's got Adam Scott that. in it? Yo, you know Adam Scott? But, but I liked the premise of what it was showing me in the trailer. I was like, hey, you know what? Even though I know why they're doing it, this is still a very good example of somebody just taking an idea and trying to just run with it creatively. So if it pans out, it pans out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know? Don't be afraid to crumple up the paper and throw it in the garbage, but at least you wrote it. it uh, you know what? I actually, I, I agree with that. And I probably will go see this movie despite everything I've said about it. The thing about it is, is I... It, this movie's coming up soon. And when does it release? February 14th of this On year. On Valentine's Day. She's about to spin a web in my heart. <laughs> and I really wanted Craven the Hunter first, but now we're not getting Craven until after. So, like, Raven, Craven the Hunter's got Russell Crowe in it? Oh, God. So, Craven the Hunter is actually going to be in the Morbius universe. So, uh, but like, uh, the. Let There Be Carnage is already three years old? Oh, God. How How is time just going so fast? But, uh, yeah. You know, I, 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 I will see this movie. Don't worry. I will definitely see this movie. The only thing is about this movie is I really, 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 really wish it was just in the Morbius universe. <laughs> Dude. <gasps> Morbius and Dakota, Dakota Fanning. No, Morbius and Madam Web. Now that, that, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Dude, no, like, uh, Madam Web. I want them. I want all the Spider Verses to come together, which they almost did. You know how, like, you know how, like, uh, what's his face? Uh, after the snap or whatever. You know how, like, uh, Morbius meets up with, uh, uh, what's what's uh, Vulture? You know. Yeah. He goes, I think maybe me and you should team up and Morbius goes, Interesting. There's a video. Uh and my Instagram feed's probably gonna be absolutely chalk, so I apologize for this. But unless it doesn't come up with mine. Okay. It doesn't come up with mine. Oh wait, now I have to oh. Dude, watch. Madam Webb will come out. You'll absolutely hate it. I'll absolutely love it. And then every point I make during the podcast when we argue about it, you're going to be like, but bro, you sound completely contradictory to everything else that's like this movie. And I'll just be like, but Dakota Fanning, though. I don't remember what my password is, bro. I want to just... Uh... Ah! 
Uh, your password is intellectually starved, that boy. Okay, I'm just gonna go Jared Leto. Please tell me I don't need to sign into. Yes! Okay. Dude, Morbius was a solid 9 out of 10. Morbius. Oh. oh. Okay. I think I can look it up on YouTube. I think it's here. Let's do. Uh... Morbius 2. Oh, God. No. I want to see that. Yeah. Th th this. Yeah. Right here. Here we go. What are you reading? Nothing, nothing really, just, uh, I don't know. It's Morbin time. <laughs> I like how you went along with the joke. No, yeah, I, he, he, dude, that's the thing about Jared, bro. Jared, like, knows his role in everything, right? He knows his role in, in, in life. Like, somebody asked him, it said, how do you feel about being the guy who always gets killed at the end of every, or at the beginning of every single, uh, like, early 2000s, uh, late 90s movie, and he goes, I love it. He goes, free money, dude. Like, for <laughs> like Paul Allen, he was in Fight Club, and the same shit happened to him. Sean Bean, dying in every movie. What would be a role Jared Leto would be really good at? Like, like, is there a role, like, that you could think of that you would want him to play? Like, if, like, you could cast him, for like a role in any like let's say you were doing a project like who what does he remind you of hold on let me pull up a picture of him just so that i can have a just give a good game i hmm. i have one and we might actually almost kind of come to the same conclusion it might be stupid and it might be dumb but i think it would be so good yeah what's yours john wick but recasting john wick and making it like a dumb like not a parody movie but like a dumb version of it you know like could yeah. you imagine could you imagine like he just it, he's like we couldn't yes. quite get keanu reeves but here's an actor who would be willing to do this role and maybe you throw in a couple jokes he he doesn't really have like the same because the thing about keanu is keanu's not like a actor actor keanu's like an action actor so, like, everything he does is, like, you don't watch him for his acting. You watch him for his, like, you know, physical acting. Mm -hmm. And, like, the thing about uh, Jared Leto is Jared, Le <laughs> Jared Leto kind of is a little bit of both. Where, like, his acting is okay, but his physical acting is kind of mid. So, you give him that role, and I feel like it would just be the funniest thing ever. Just be like, yeah, I think I'm going to need a gun. Just like, just like saying, like I just think in my head of like his voice doing like John Wick clips. <laughs> you know, you know what he would be good as. What? He would be good as. Uh... No, never mind. I can't do it. No. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what? He kind of has those eyes. You know, he could, he could play a good Joker. Dude, his Joker was absolutely crazy. I don't know. I don't know how, like, his Joker, like, even, like, made it past, like, part one of anything. Honestly, I was kind of over here like, all right, so that was it. Cool. And then, like, everybody's hating on it. And I'm like, bro, we only got, like, a five-minute scene. Like, 
I can't even say if I liked his Joker or not. I didn't even get to see enough of it. Su- his Suicide Squad does not do him justice at all. No, like, it doesn't. Like literally not at all. And and also the only other time we ever see him outside of that, I'm pretty sure, is only in the Snyder cut. And it's him mm-hmm. doing his stupid little thing in the uh like uh what in that stupid like uh a post-apocalyptic yeah 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 batman dream (laughs) and oh my god he goes so let's just call the truce or what what does he say says it like that and he pulls out the card and he starts laughing dude i actually liked that scene that actually showed me that when he's given good lines and and the the director doesn't cut out his crap that he actually is good as the Joker, because that scene was pretty dope. I I like the thing that I like the most about 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 that was I loved how Superman was. Where Superman's like Homelander kinda where he's like evil, scary, you know, he's over mm-hmm. he's been pushed over. And he's like in the scene where like Batman's like cuffed up, you know, and, and like Superman comes into the room and starts laser beaming like people to the left and right of Batman. Like, I was like, oh, dude, this is fucking sick. Like, dude, Netflix, I know you're listening. If you could just please just say, all right, DC, we're on our knees. Whatever you want, just let us make one more Justice League film that's five hours long and we'll be done. That's it. It's over. We don't want any other properties. We just want to do Justice League one more time. Let Zack Snyder finish it out. And then, that will be amazing. Martian Manhunter. I, I, if I was a, if I honestly, if I had the money of Elon Musk right now, I would be going to Zack I'd Snyder. Well, no, no, I, fuck, I, I don't want to. I don't want another failure. Remember, I'm Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I would go to Zack Snyder, and I would be like, hey, hey, I have. 200 200 mil 500 mil to make the next movies sold i will do it i'll go to warner brothers and i'll just come in there and i'll write them a fat check so you'll want 10 bill for the license to justice league mm-hmm. no 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 no. you know how like warner brothers and discovery have just been struggling so hard just yeah bruce wayne the shit you're like how'd you get the house back i bought the bank buy <laughs> warner brothers bro buy warner brothers and be and then, like all right and then just give them the rights i honestly i would run it all into chaos just for fun but like it would work it would be a good chaos i'd be what like if you, all right, what if you try to like next. tank the company super bad and you end up just making like a bunch of good movies mm-hmm. and like the, the company just like blows up again all right rock come back we're doing we're doing yours right. come on black adam shazam let's go black mm-hmm. adam shazam versus superman Ooh. Man of Steel, let's go, let's go, Flash. I feel like Henry Cavill Never doesn't mind. want to do Superman anymore after the bullshit that happened. He didn't want to do it anymore because it, they were running it into the ground and they were going to turn Superman into a character he didn't agree with. Same with The Witcher. They were going away from the books he actually read, not just the video games he played. And they were actually ruining the story in the world and not in a good way, not in like a, Oh yeah, you can adapt this very well type of thing. He argued with the directors and the writers on the scene, on the, on the set of the Witcher until he basically said, all right, then because of creative differences, he quit because he didn't think they were doing the story justice. He knows you can't adapt everything from the books. 
You know, everybody knows that. That's why Lord of the Rings still did a good job for what it could. But he did, he fundamentally disagreed with how they were starting to treat the Witcher series going forward. That's why he quit. And I would also bring back the Witcher. Oh, Blood Origins? Worst show in the world, bro. Don't even go to it. Yeah, like, here's, you want to know how bad that is? You want to know okay. how bad that? Okay, okay, okay. You want to know how bad that Blood Origins is? How bad? You'll want to fire up Rings of Power and think it's amazing. That's not even an exaggeration. I actually made it through the first two episodes of Blood Origins that they released on Netflix, and I was already going back to Rings of Power. That's how bad it was. I've heard... I've heard House of Dragon is really good, but you, like, just absolutely have to just know everything about the show first, so. Yeah, you have to watch Game of Thrones first. Yeah, and I don't have time to watch Game of Thrones. And I've never even seen it. <laughs> I Here's the thing is, it, Game of Thrones is a show I don't want to watch because it's going to be a letdown because I know it ends like shit, right? So why would I watch this show that's really good and then it ends like shit just so I can, like, just so I can put myself through that? No. Dude, George George Martin did a 500 IQ move there. Purposely not write the last book that he needed to get written just so that he can see what the studio does. And then when the studio ends it, he could probably go, oh, well, I guess readers wouldn't have liked that. I'm going to scratch that out because that's what I had too. And we're just going to act like I never wrote that. Like the dude did a great job at just letting them take the wheel for crap he never wrote because now it's made him go, oh, people don't like that. People do like this. People don't like that. Oh, people wanted more from this character. I had no idea. Okay. Like he made, he <laughs> he allowed, allowed them to plow the field so he can know plow not. Plow the field. Yeah. Yeah, so he knows where to plant the seeds now and where not to. Like, he did yeah. a great... Now that next book, he, he'll be coming out with it very soon. Everybody's going to read it, and everybody's go, I wanted this from the show, and he's going to be sitting there rubbing his hands going, if only you knew how it really was. <laughs> Dude. So, Raven, this year, we have Rings of Power coming out. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's go. Why not? Let's I, Honestly, uh, that's how I've been with Rings of Power. I'm like, dude, I know this is nothing like how it was ever intended to be. But at this point, I don't give a shit. I'm just treating it as like its own thing. What if they pull like a what if they pull like a DC dude where like they start like making like spin-offs of Middle Earth? Like its no. own Middle Earth world. <laughs> like like you know, like the Batman is in like its own like little thing outside of DC. <laughs> what if like they do that with like Rings of Power? I'm already gonna cry. Look, dude, there's a new Galadriel, bro. There's a new Galadriel. There's a new Sauron. Really? That dude you're looking at is Sauron. Ew. Ew. Rather than the guy that they showed us in the first season, who actually probably has an evil look to him while still being handsome. I like this guy. Yeah, apparently he's not. Now he's just some normal retard. Nobody cares about him. This guy just doesn't look like Sauron. No, he doesn't. Well, I mean, what, do, what? I mean, what do we even know about? What was this all about? I still don't remember this bullshit. Like, you remember these people who were trying to get Gandalf yeah. to fucking? Like that was actually yeah. a cool plot, but I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, those are priestess of a Eggmire, the Witch King. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Which, when of we course, come back, nobody will know. Yeah, when we come back, um, yeah, we'll go nuts. Uh, we have one more topic. All right.
All right, welcome back to the uh, Beastcast, episode 38. The last time we were just talking about um, Rings of Power Season 2's new fucking Sauron actor. I don't like him, uh, but whatever. The show, at he's this about point, to redeem Mordor. <laughs> dude, what, what if he's just, like, actually good? Like, what if he's actually a good actor? I don't care. That's not Sauron. I'm sorry. There's only so much that you can do when it comes to certain things like like uh uh christopher lee was actually what tolkien had in mind when he created gandalf but we saw ian mckellen still pulled it off because he still carried that look i mean christopher lee still was in the film he was as saruman but here the reason why he doesn't work as sauron is because Sauron has to be incredibly beautiful, incredibly handsome, and he has to have a charm to him, which is how he was able to deceive people. This dude has none. You should have kept him and made him one of the Easterlings or part of the uh, Numenorians that meet up with Galadriel later. He could still be a bad guy because things or have to take a turn somewhere along the lines. I, I just... He doesn't seem the part of Sauron. The dude on the left does because, you know, he has still that slight menacing look to him while still Well, did we ever see Sauron's face? Like, do we ever see what he looked like? I I mean, no, of course we would never see what he looked like, but is he ever described in the books? Yes, he is described. He is described as a fair-skinned, very beautiful elf that... um, probably one of the most beautiful male elves to be uh, in existence, which is how he was able to give gifts to people like Galadriel and other rulers without anybody suspecting he was evil, is okay. he looked like he was divine from heaven. Okay, here's the problem that I have with this guy. You see the picture that he's doing right now? He's mewing. And, yeah. Like, he's doing the he's doing the Chad face, like 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 where you, like, suck your lips in just a little bit and do the pucker. Like the puckered lips, and you suck your cheeks in a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. like nothing against that, but like that, that just like always scares me because it's like, what do you actually just look like? You know, mm-hmm. like people who mew, like Patrick Bateman is great because like you know how like Christian Bale looks, and then like you always see him doing the little like um the 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 mewing face where like he sucks his cheeks in a little bit and tries to look all like you know strong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't trust that. I'm sorry. I just, there's just something about it, bro. Here's, like here's how Saruman's supposed to look. Okay. Cause he's supposed to look as an, like Anatar or even just in human form. Let me see if I can find the picture. You're, Cause this is, they actually got it right in this game. Um, is there like an artist rendition that Tolkien ever approved of? Uh, he never really liked it when people did certain things. Um, but I feel like he, uh, Christopher Tolkien did like the portrayal of the characters in Shadow of Mordor, uh, but he didn't like the story, obviously, because, but he's supposed to look like this. Whoa. See, like, but the guy on the left doesn't really look like that either. So, you know, like. He's trying to pull it off. If you dyed his hair white and had him shave, you know, but the problem here is they can't completely pull off an Anatar because they don't have the rights. Oh, that's right. They don't have the full rights. So Weren't they, they trying to... super hard to get it and they just couldn't? Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Tolkien was just like, I'm not giving it to you. But if you wanted to make a workaround, you have my permission. Yeah. 
Like, but I, you still have to convince me that that guy is evil, that he's Sauron, and that he can deceive the whole world. That's why the first character worked well in the first season with Galadriel, because Galadriel was starting to fall in love with him. Uh, and, and that's how she got deceived near the end of the show. I can't see her falling in love or even just the idea of others being romanced by his power with the dude on the right. I just can't. I'm sorry. You know, do, do not know, redeem. Do, do you know what I liked about Rings of Power that they did in um in The Walking Dead that I don't like? Is that mm. is is that progressive storytelling? So like the Rings of Power has four different you know plot lines, right? Four different plots going on, and they keep cutting back to each one, you know. And and honestly, the cutting was at very good paces. Like I felt like okay, I want to see what's happening now in the next one, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know how like the Walking Dead tried to do that shit where it's like each episode is a different plot line. So like you'd get this group, and then the next episode you get that group. So you'd have to wait like four weeks to see what the next group, is, the, the group, you know, like Rick's group is doing, you know, after his episode airs. Like yeah. I did, I, I'm glad they didn't do something like that because they totally could have done something like that, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they did it the way they did. I actually thought the pacing of the show was really good. There's there was a decent amount of things that like here's the thing is Amazon knows how to make things work with what they have. Like, when you give them full rights, like, for example, with The Boys, when you give them everything, like, Amazon has proven they can make a good show, okay? Like, The Boys is a perfect example of that. Like, like you know, the the the, the whole point of the source material was it just was meant to be brutal, gross, nasty shit, and you turn it into this plot line, you know, that even, like, the people around, like, the original creation were like, yeah, you know, that's that's a cool idea of it. It's not what we intended, but it's cool. And then, then you have, like, The Rings of Power, where it's like, they didn't get everything they wanted, so now they're just trying to, like, make so much money off of it, and it's just not quite working. Yeah, it's not. I almost would wonder what it would look like if they actually did get all the rights, because I'm sure they probably would have changed up how they did the show, and I'm sure they probably wouldn't have had the stupid plot line with the archer, like the, the, the elf uh, archer. Discount Legolas. Yeah. I'm sure they would have replaced that with, like, maybe a Legolas, you know, person. Or even Legolas himself, you know, like Legolas's like, you know, mm -hmm. point. But they didn't get the rights to that. But they don't have the rights to Gandalf either, so like you can't really turn the, the guy into Gandalf, can you? Uh that's why they never called him Gandalf. Yeah. They're probably gonna call him by one of his other names that he's a ascribed to in the book without calling him Gandalf. Yeah. Well, what if like could, they yeah. what if what if like halfway through season two they just get like all the all all like the uh the rights you know and then like the, then like everything just switch like switches like you know how like when it switched from you remember when TV switched from uh from analog to digital and it just like mm -hmm. like that what if it just does that where it's just like everything just becomes like a different thing <laughs> and he goes yo my name is Gandalf of course how did you not know that. Um, okay, Troy Baker will voice Indiana Jones in uh, Indiana Jones in the Great Circle. Uh, it's a it's a first person Indiana Jones video game. I love oh, Troy Baker. I heard that they were doing that. I I love Troy Baker. I don't know if you know who Troy Baker is. Have you ever played Uncharted? Uh, Troy no, but Tro he yeah. He, Troy Baker is a very respected voice actor. He's done a lot of stuff. Um, and he played. Uh, my my favorite thing that I know him from is. Him and Nolan North, uh, who play, uh, who plays Nolan North plays Rick Toffin. He plays, uh, 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 who else does he play? Uh, he plays Nathan Drake. He plays, he plays a bunch of people. Him and Troy Baker are really close friends, and Troy Baker actually got.
to be Sam Drake, like uh, uh, Nathan Drake's brother in Uncharted. Uh, and Troy Breaker is a great voice actor. And this, his Indiana Jones like voice acting is pretty good. Um, there's a trailer of it. I haven't quite seen it, or at least there's like a semi trailer of it. I think sort of. Yeah, and he voiced the main guy in uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of War. Yes, he did. And he was in God of War Ragnarok. Oh, he was. Yeah, who did he play? Yeah, God he, of War he, Ragnarok. He, he played that uh that the the bitter squirrel. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, that's why it sounded so cool when I when I heard somebody playing the game and I heard that squirrel, I was like, hey. So it's actually right. from Bethesda too, by the way. Sorry. Oh great, now it'll be shit. Starfield of Indiana Jones. Starfield as Indiana Jones. Um so the game You're wondering if maybe you should have built yourself a life of so apparently it takes place like right before it or it takes place in between yeah it's set in between the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Last Crusade. Instead of ending up here, dead and forgotten in the sands of Africa. Oh, Lucasfilm's actually, Lucasfilm's games actually is going to be on the project, too. Oh, God. Oh, God. Did you see that? 16 times the adventure. Did you see that? Look right there. Executive mm -hmm. producer Todd Howard is actually fully producing it. Oh, God. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. It looks cool, though. History. I kind of wish there was a third-person mode, though. Like, honestly. Wow. This looks like it has the budget that Starfield should have. <laughs> <laughs> There's different ways to interpret the past. Dude. 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 I'm going to be straight honest. Now that Indiana Jones is... Uh, spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't seen the Dial of Destiny or whatever. Now that, like, we know, like, he can go back in time and, like, all this crazy shit can actually fully happen. Like, it's not just, like, archaeologist shit. Dude, they better go berserk with this shit. Like, okay, dude. Okay, this game works really good as first person. But, dude, wouldn't it just be cool if there was just, like, a, a third person mode? Like, kind of yeah. like, you know how, like, you know how, like, the Star Wars games do it? Like, something like that, right? To be found. Like, oh my god, dude, it would literally, dude, if it was in third person, do you know what it would play like? Uncharted. Uh, probably, yeah. It would literally be Uncharted, bro. To be found. Because, like, Uncharted is completely based off of, Just run away. like, uh, Indiana Jones. Like, is, like, the biggest thing. Oh, dude, the 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 Wilhelm scream. Mankind has built sites of great spiritual significance. If you were to draw a line through these ancient sites around the world, you get a perfectly aligned circle. So maybe there is a third person mode, because that scene looked like it was in third person there for a sec. I've had run-ins with these guys before. 
Trust me. It ain't a walk in the park. Okay, then. Let's see if you can keep up. What do you mean if I can keep up? Idea how old that was. <laughs> okay. okay, look. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get I don't know if this game will be good or not. That last <laughs> part there made it seem like it's probably gonna not be good. But I will actually go along for the ride. Okay, I don't care if it's not revolutionary. Okay, the graphics look great. It seems like it might play great, but a little clunky. I will actually play this game just to go on an Indiana Jones ride, regardless of how crappy it might be. I think I'll have a lot of fun. Who can go wrong with that? With that theme song playing, bro, chills go up my spine because I'm like, yeah, let's go. Don't know what the great circle is, but let's do it. Well, Dude, it, it's playing off of that myth that, like, you know how, like, back in the day, the ancient people, like, uh, ancient people, but, like, ancient civilizations, like, all made these big monuments and, like, um, like, hit, that thing is, like, playing a play play on that where, like, they all, like, line up and so it must mean something, you know? Like, it, it's some it, it's some Indiana Jones shit. No, if this game was third person, bro, it would literally play exactly like an Uncharted game. Like, 100% would. Okay, Dell Optimizer, thank you for just blasting my eardrums. I appreciate that. Fucking... How likely are you re to recommend Dell Precision 360? Never! Okay, so yeah. I, I'm i kind of excited. I will go along for the ride, too. It's going to come this year, uh, probably in the summer. Uh, it, it, it looks like it could be interesting. I hope there's a third-person mode. I think in third-person, that game could be absolutely hilariously fun. Uh, in first-person, it looks it looks fine. But in third-person, it would just be so it would be so good. Oh, oh man. man. See, now if it was being done by Sony, which would have been the correct way to do this, you know, but Bethesda's owned by Xbox and I'm sure they got the rights from Lucasfilms and oh god, whatever. Dude, you know what? Look, I don't have a problem with Bethesda, but like their last four games have been absolute misses, you know? Like uh -huh. that's the problem that I'm scared with. Like that is Fallout 76 was a very big miss and then it got good it, it kind of cyberpunked it it got good way too late. Uh Starfield was very I I mean from what I've heard it's just everybody just doesn't like it. Uh and then what was the other game they did that everybody didn't like? Um it was that game Fuck. Oh, I think he hit it on the head though. Elder Scrolls Five, yeah, nobody liked that game. Yeah, those those last three games were pretty bad. Yeah, those last three, because I don't know of what else they came out with. That. Oh, Death Loop. They can't. That was dumb. Yeah. Oh, well then fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was crap. That was a game I was thinking of. My friend Alan used to play it all the time. Fucking Death Loop. Ugh. Yeah, no, that game I heard it was dog shit. 16 times the loops. <laughs> 16 times.
dude todd the way todd howard speaks is fucking hilarious uh it, it really is uh but like uh the the one thing dude no i just i just wish lucas films would have went to sony I feel like I feel like Naughty Dog could have done a re- since they've already done Uncharted, they could have done a really good Indiana Jones game. In the scene, Indiana Jones games, think about it. Uncharted is based like solely off of Indiana Jones, right? So, could you imagine now giving them the actual property rights to Indiana Jones and making an Indiana Jones like game? Like, dude, they would go berserk. Dude, I hope this game hits because rather than trying to put out a movie that people will just tear apart or be like, why did you do to my character or some other dumb thing? If you just start making Indiana Jones games, life after the great crusade, uh, the last crusade and all that, all that other cool stuff. Exactly. We could bring back Shia LaBeouf's character. We can actually go find the aliens ourselves. We could go do, uh, think about all the other myths that, and all the other cool things that are buried that have been hypothesized. Okay. Hello, dude, did you go to retard school? Um, that have been hypothesized uh, that Indiana Jones never really got to touch on, like in the Dial of Destiny. Dude. That could be made into amazing games that all connected together or something. Do you know what I've always thought would be a good idea? Is Treyarch, what? Treyarch, the people who were behind Call of Duty, for those of you who don't know, Treyarch Studios is actually a very well-respected studio who don't just make Call of Duty. Yes, the reason why they make Call of Duty was because they were a respected studio. They wanted a good studio in the mix, you know? Um, so Treyarch made the original Spider-Man games, like on the PS2 and all that. The I'm going to die, you know that one, you know the in the where the pizza theme comes from. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun. yeah. So they made those ones, and then they got hold of Call of Duty. With them, their Call of Duty Zombies mode, like their writers, their old writing team. I've always thought if they got their old writing team back together, the ones that made all the Nazi, like the 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 uh, 935 stuff and all that, and you gave them an Indiana Jones game, could you imagine? Like the aliens, like Die Glock and D, it, it, like the Bell and all that stuff, and like all these wonder weapons and all these crazy things with the alien technology and going to the moon and shit like that. And that the Nazis have a moon base, you know, where they're trying to collect souls, like crazy shit like that. That like was always like hypothesized, and like was always mm-hmm. the theories, like oh, the, the the Germans and the Nazis were you know, doing all this crazy shit. And that's why they knew how to get to the moon. That's why the United States, that's why they helped them because they already had been to the moon, you know, and stuff like that. And like, I feel like a game on that would be awesome. Like, yeah. And like, you can't tell me Indiana Jones wouldn't have gone to Antarctica to look at those pyramids. Ooh, dude. No, not just that. Like, like everything, like the pyramids on the moon and shit like that. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a really old Greek tale. I love it. It's just called, uh, it's just called, I think it's just called the, 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 the epic. It's literally just called the epic because the guy was like a, he was like, okay, he was like a parody artist. He was like a parody writer before parody writers existed. He was a parody writer in Greek times. And he was tired about all these people going, like coming back from like sailing on ships and be like, and making up these stories like, oh my God, there was a big typhoon and we got sent all the way into the stars and we traveled the stars and we came back. So he made one where these guys basically get shot up. Like there's, there's this big storm and this, in this big storm, this big wave shoots them out of the earth's atmosphere to the moon. And they, and they literally row their boat to the moon and they go to the moon and there are people there. It's a, it's an entire colony of men 
It's an entire colony of straight just people, like guys, in particular men, who give birth out of their calves, and their calves get really swelled up, and they just produce more of these humans on the moon. And it's like a, it's like a human race on the moon. And like then they were talking about how they were at war with like the people on the sun. So then they go and fight the people on the sun, and then they come back, and they're like heroes in the Greek time because they were gone for like thousands of years or something like that. And the Greeks had evolved to be uh the Greeks like basically were like these like um these unidentifiable beings when they came back and stuff like like they couldn't even it's an awesome tale i <laughs> i love it so much and like stuff like that like those tales like dude i've always thought like indiana jones and like like um especially cod zombies because i used to be really big on cod zombies and the lore of cod zombies for a game mode for just one game mode in a game is insane like all the conspiracy theory shit that goes into it and like how like it all like they actually try to play it into like real stuff like when the when the United States actually was just basically like being like hey you know if you don't want to get tried for your crimes of war you you Nazi scientists why don't you come and help us build rockets you know stuff like that and so like there's a there's a uh there's a doctor who was part of group 935 a Nazi doctor his name's Dr uh Schuster and he worked with Richtofen on creating Die Glock which was the teleporter and there's a scene where him and him and him and Richtofen they they make a peanut they 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 shoot a peanut from one side of the teleporter to the next and they go to show Doctor Maxis like their big advisor and he goes Doctor Maxis look at this look at this and he puts a peanut in there and he uh he like he presses the button and the peanut like teleports to the other to the other side and Doctor Maxis goes cool and he goes what do you mean isn't that like this is extraordinary this is like a breakthrough in science he goes yeah maybe for the peanut company cool you can shoot a peanut from one side of the room to the next he goes i don't give a shit i want people going through this damn it <laughs> like stupid shit like that like would be so <laughs> yeah. like like listening to shit like that would be so good bro oh i love that i want people shooting through me damn it. we have to win this damn war that's what he'd always say at the end of all of his radios that you'd find he'd go we have to win this damn war oh man no um Spider-Man 4 will uh, reportedly feature a villain that has not been adapted to live action yet. And somebody said that um, there's a villain from uh, there, there's a villain from Spider-Man. And I'm going to I'm going to put it up here because I don't actually know his name. Um, oh, secret villain. Yeah. His name is uh, The Wall. <laughs> This is what everybody thinks the villain's going to be. It's a guy who's literally a brick wall from Earth 57780. What? <laughs> no, no, this was the joke one. Um, you know the you know the villain, did you ever play the Spider-Man games? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh Um there's a villain from There's a there's a villain from this game that hasn't been um that hasn't been here right here this guy this is apparently the guy his name is Doctor yeah Mister Negative so Damn. his his like whole thing is that he can like his name is Martin Lee he's like a uh, yeah he's like a business guy he's he's also like he he's supposed to be like a really good guy for the community and like he turns out to be like a horrible dude also can I just say the villains in this game look fucking awesome. They do. I'm looking at those pictures you're showing. Like, oh yeah. 
no, dude. There, there's some good Kingpin, Electro, Rhino, Scorpion. Shocker was a fun villain to play against. Vulture was pretty cool in this. Um, also, they don't show you the big bad guy, but spoiler alert, since the game's been out for fucking six years, the guy who's not on here is Dr. Octavius. He turns into a villain, and he's like, he's actually secretly been behind all of this the whole time. But yeah, Mr. Negative. Um, Mr. Negative is, um, he, he, he's probably supposedly going to be the villain. The, the, the other one said, um, some people said the chameleon would be really good. Uh, somebody said, uh, well, people really think it's going to be Mysterio again for some reason. I, I don't know why everybody want. I think they just want Jake Gyllenhaal back tried so hard and desperate we need someone good we need someone everybody trusts we need to get people back to the box offices fuck it here's jake gyllenhaal even though he's dead i honestly think they would do well with the wall the wall guy you think the wall would be good oh yeah mr negative's pretty good the wall spider-man i don't know uh here's one wall you'll never crawl <laughs> He's like such a goofy villain, dude. What? Like, why? This is a. There's also apparently one whose name is just Big Wheel. There's some really weird. Big Spider Wheel. Yeah. He seems like a well-rounded character. Somebody made a mod and added him to the game. I guess. <laughs> did you ever have a Big Wheel when you were? Yes, I did. Yeah. Really. Dude, big wheels were, were the shit, bro. Made by the terrible Tinkerer. So the Tinkerer was the person uh from the uh Spider-Man. They we already this the Tinkerer is already done. Uh Spider-Man uh Miles Morales game. The main villain is the Tinkerer and it's this girl. I I'm sure she'll pop up like instantly. Or maybe not. Nah, I'm going to do my own thing. God, I fucking hate that movie. Uh where is it? All right, fine. She looks badass in this, though. Fuck, I spelled it like a dumbass. Um, her suit is badass. I fuck with it. No, nah, you spelled it like the British do. <laughs> yeah. Tinker, eh? Wait, both. A little bit of tinker, eh? A bottle of water. <laughs> well, at least. Well, at least we don't get shot going to school at five in the morning. What I have to walk through 30 miles of mountains. Nah, they just get stabbed. Yeah. Stabbing. I will say this, though. Dude, that villain looks cool. Yeah. No, and also, uh, it's not just also, uh, what's his name? Oh, that's Cortex. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, the Prowlers. I don't like, this is my least favorite Prowler suit, actually. This is what the Prowler looks like. I don't like it. I like the Tinker a lot in this game. I think the Prowler kind of sucks a little bit. I Rhino's in this game too, and he's like redone, and it's kind of funny. Uh, what else is? Yeah, dude, this, it has a really sad ending. Um, uh, what's? Oh yeah, my favorite Prowler suit probably from Spider. -Man. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Prowler. I think this is the best looking Prowler. I like this Prowler a lot. It's very comic book. Oh yeah, that looks great. It's very comic booky. <laughs> Big ass forehead. 
Dude looked like he came out of the Princess and the Frog movie. Dude, dude, no. That, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. Because <laughs> what does the Prowler look? Oh, dude, the Prowler chase scene is so good. Spider-Man, Prowler. God, I love Spider-Man Minnesota. The original is kind of... I don't like the original. I think it looks stupid. But the claws. That was like the whole thing about him. Ew. Ew. Dude, when people just have thighs the size of your head, it's like scary. Dude. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to say, don't say what you're about to say. That's probably not going to end well. Hey. Discord sent me. Oh, oh, I sent you that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 has officially been uh, retitled to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah, so there's no Part 2, or is Part 2 like a different name now? So so, so that's what I'm wondering. So do you think... Okay, uh, now I actually... Okay, I didn't, I didn't like... Here's the thing about Mission Impossible. It wasn't in my top 10 movies of the year because it wasn't. But it was not bad for the Mission Impossible movies. I will, I will say this, though. Like, Mission Impossible... Okay, this is my hot take. And I think a lot of people don't like this, but... I really like the first Mission Impossible, like the very first one. Um, I yeah. know, like I know, like a lot of people think it's okay, and then like the 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 next couple are okay. Um, you're more versed on the Mission Impossible, so first off, did Mission Mission Impossible never went by names? It always like was like MI six, wasn't it? Like uh, MI five, MI four. Yeah, or it was always MI one to uh, well MI and then MI two, MI three. It did it did not have titles. But then, like, they gave them titles afterwards, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, I believe somewhere around either the – yeah, the fourth movie is when they gave it a title. Yeah, so um, I don't know. So do you think there's going to be a second movie then, or do you think it's just going to be a different name? Like, there has to be because, like, they, they completely, like, left it on, like, a to-be-continued. So, like, there has to yeah. be another movie. It's just – I is it going to just be a different title now then, or what? I I guess I don't know what they would call the next movie. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. Maybe they just thought part one and part two seemed a little eh, and so they just wanted to like give it a different name. Maybe they were giving it the Fast and Furious treatment, where like you know how they were gonna just call it Fast X one, two, and three. Yeah, and then they changed it. I think they're probably doing the same thing. I think they realize that having part ones and part twos. This never works, you know. No, no. So I, I, I don't know, but yeah. So Mission Impossible is now uh just called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. It's just that's just what this one's called. So, but like, did the Mission Impossible? I know, like, I know, like, character development always changed over. But did like, was there ever a villain that spanned through like multiple films in Mission Impossible? I thought it was always like a, like a one and done. Like by the end of the movie, the villain was done. Like, like in you know uh, what? I James actually Bond. don't. I actually don't remember. Because, like in mission, like in in James Bond, there's like the uh, there there's like uh uh the thing about James Bond is like the main villain's always done, but there's always like some sort of sub, bigger villain always in the background. Like for example, if you go by um, like uh, James yeah, Bond. I think it's always been one and done villains uh, with just the um, organization that they all work for being the only thing that carried throughout the films. So, so, so the thing is, is like, 
the the thing about Skyfall, um, and and that so like Skyfall is like uh the organization, and like and the Quantum of Solace is also like an organization as well. So like they're all like kind of connected until about here, I want to say, and then and then No Time to Die is it's oh, is another one and done villain, uh. Uh, Rami Malek plays this like guy, this like Russian guy who's just obsessed with Japanese culture. Um, and then this girl, she's like, she, she, so Daniel Craig, James Bond, he like goes off the grid, right? And re- and he retires, like he doesn't die. So like the whole point of like uh, Skyfall is he dies supposedly, but he's actually alive. He just like wanted to be done. So um, Skyfall, he dies. So then they replace him with somebody else. They do the same thing, but Daniel Craig just basically retires. Like, he goes MIA in, in No Time to Die. And so they they give a new 007 to this girl, and he just gets so upset because she's, like, the new 007. And he is just, like, he's just trying to, like, prove that he can be 007 just for him to just, like, just, it just ends badly for him. It's kind of funny, though. Like, they're, they're, they're a pretty good duo, but um, we won't be seeing any more of this duo anymore. Um. That's all I'm gonna say. Daniel Craig's a good guy. He played in um. Uh, what movie did he play in? God damn it! Show me his movies. Well, whatever. He played in Glass Onion, Knives Out. Uh, he played in a bunch of stuff like that. So uh, oh yeah, I remember Q got really big for some reason. I remember the first time seeing Q, and then everybody just like loves him now. Q's first movie was Skyfall. But yeah, no. Um, so yeah, Mission Impossible has a new uh film title. Uh, and so we'll have to see where that goes. Raven, anything else before we uh, send her off? No, nope. no, that's about it. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching the Beastcast. We appreciate you. As always, if you guys are new here, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're on Spotify, make sure to, to save the podcast so you get uh, notifications when the next episodes upload. We also have the Beast Unleashed on Fridays, and these air every Wednesday, so make sure to go check them out and try to get on top of them. Thank you guys for uh, listening, and we will see you, I guess, on Friday. Have a great little rest of your Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.